Welcome to A Day in the Office on the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions expressed in this episode are mine. Please enjoy the show. You are listening to A Day in the Office, the podcast, with your host, Samaris Tseva. In this episode of A Day in the Office, the podcast, I will discuss the pool party episode of The Office, how I relate to this episode, and the cast of the show. Welcome back to the show. I feel like this episode isn't exactly too fitting for the occasion, if I'm totally honest, because it's like mid-December. So um, I doubt that anyone's really going to be going in a pool unless it's indoors or it's a hot tub. And speaking of indoor pools, that's kind of what this episode revolves around. So this is going to be fun because today's episode of The Office is very weird and interesting. I mean, honestly, so is like every other episode, but there's a few parts in this episode that are a little questionable. So let's just get right into it. So this episode is much later on in the show. It's season eight, episode 12. Um, So at this point of the show, Michael is no longer here. And I believe that Andy is the new current Scranton branch manager. And also David Wallace is no longer here. And to replace him is a new character who was introduced in season eight, like earlier season eight of the show, um, who's the new CEO of Dunder Mifflin, and his name is Robert California. Okay, so now that you're all caught up with like the characters, let's just get into the episode itself. So this episode begins with us finding out that Robert has to sell his like mansion because of his ex-wife and their divorce. Um, Kevin, in order to like lift everyone's spirits and... Um, especially Robert's, he thought of having a pool party as kind of like a last hurrah or something at um, Robert's house because Robert kind of explained in the beginning of this episode how he really liked his mansion. He called his Playboy mansion and like his wife ruined it and everything. So it was kind of like a last get together type thing before he had to sell it and everything. So Robert and the rest of the crew agreed and they all got really excited for the pool party at their boss's place. So now if we flash forward to Robert's house, Andy decided to bring his new girlfriend, Jessica, with him to the party. And obviously, if you've seen the show, like every episode, you know that, like you, you can you can probably guess even if you didn't know, but if you have watched it, you know how Aaron reacted when she found out that Andy and Angela were once like engaged. So... You could probably guess how she reacted when she found out that Andy had a new girlfriend. Um, But if you couldn't guess, Aaron was basically very jealous. So in hopes to make Andy feel the same way, like have feelings for Aaron once again, Aaron brought Dwight into her scheme. So basically, she made Dwight act like they were dating or flirting in hopes to make Andy jealous. And meanwhile, on the sidelines, Andy was like freaking out because he basically had plans to propose to Jessica not at the pool party but like just in general and um so he carried a ring around with him that was passed down to him and I think he like I don't know why he's carrying around I think just like just like to see how it feels or something I don't really know he said something like that so basically he had it in his pocket and um unfortunately he lost the ring at Robert's house so obviously he couldn't tell anyone that he lost like an engagement ring because 
the word would get out really fast. Like everyone would be like, oh my God, Andy's proposing or something. And everyone would just be really confused and Jessica would find out and it would just be a big mess. So he had to keep like his cool while on the other end, Aaron was just trying to make him as jealous as possible with Dwight. Now, while all this is happening, Robert was giving a tour of what, like I said, of what he calls his Playboy Mansion to Oscar, Toby, Jim, Ryan, and Gabe. Now, something was on Jim's mind during this whole thing as well. So his goal of the night was essentially to get out of there as quickly as possible. So if you didn't know, during this time, Pam was on maternity leave, so she couldn't be there with Jim. And Jim wanted to leave the party fast in hopes to give Pam like a helping hand and just like be home with the kids. Um, Okay, so as I said in the beginning of this episode, the pool party gets very weird very fast. Um, Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but basically a lot goes on. So to sum this up really fast, Toby, Oscar, Gabe, and Ryan all got like really drunk from the wine in Robert's cellar. And Jim was so desperate to get out of there that he literally like, basically, Jim's car was parked like right in front of Meredith's. So Meredith's car was blocking Jim, so he couldn't get out. So he asked Meredith, he was like, where's your key? Like, can you like back your car car out? And she was like, oh, I don't know. I put it in some bowl. So she didn't know where her car keys were. And Jim was trying to get out of there, but she, but he couldn't because of Meredith. So he was literally so desperate that he ran, he like cut through Robert's front yard and like ran into his mailbox and like broke his mailbox and just like zoomed out of there. Um, and while that was happening, Aaron, Dwight, Jessica, and Andy were having a chicken fight in the pool. And that led to Dwight drowning and passing out. So already a lot has happened. But there's so much more that comes with that. And honestly, that's as far as I plan on going. If you watch the rest, you'll understand what I mean. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the conclusion of this episode. Okay, so how I relate to this episode. I have to say that this one is going to be a little hard for me to relate because there's a lot going on in this episode of The Office. But I do have a little for you guys. Okay, so I moved into my new house about four years ago now, I think like October 17th. And before that, my family and I used to live in like a really small townhouse. But honestly, okay, now that I think about it, like it wasn't even that small. Like it was a good size, like for a townhouse, but I'm just saying like compared to now, it's definitely a lot smaller, especially like the backyard. Um, Because literally in my old house before, I used to have such a small backyard And I kid you not, I literally had a one sidewalk square and like a little bit of grass in the back. That is what my backyard consisted of in my old house. But although it wasn't all that big, it was my first house that I ever lived in. So I still hold like a lot of special memories from then. And before I was born, my parents and brother lived in an apartment complex. But once I was born, we were in the townhouse. So the house I currently live in is like the second house I've ever lived in. So it's kind of cool because I feel like I'm growing up in my current house, obviously, but then I also grew up in my old house. So I get to grow up in two houses, which is pretty cool. Um, but let's just get to the point. So I can relate this episode to me because we know that this episode revolves around the pool party. So we know that Robert California, obviously, that means he has a pool. And going back to when I said my backyard is much bigger than it used to be, we actually have our own pool too. And honestly, I know that my parents didn't even want a pool. Like when they were looking for a new house, having a pool wasn't in their mind. It wasn't in my mind. It wasn't in my brother's mind. No one really like cared if we had a pool or not. 
but I guess we just liked our new house or like our current house so much that I guess a pool was kind of just like an added bonus for us. So Robert California honestly got lucky because he had an indoor pool, meaning that obviously it can stay open all year long and he really didn't have to worry about like insects or even like any like animals getting into the pool. Yes, I have literally seen animals in our pool. And so our pool is outdoors, right? So every year in like October or like November at like the latest, we always get our pool covered because obviously it can't stay open during the winter season. Um, and it's literally so expensive, like just for a pool cover. Like ours got like a huge rip in it and we wanted to get like a new cover, but it was insanely expensive. But of course we couldn't go the whole rest of the year until like June or May or whenever we open it with like a huge big like opening. So we obviously had to get it replaced and we got a whole new one and you will not believe it was literally $4,000 just for a pool cover, like just to have it closed for the winter. It was like, it's insanely expensive. And, um, going back to when I said that, like I've seen animals. So one time I was in like sixth grade, I think, um, we saw like a disgusting salamander in the pool. Like it was gross. Like totally random but it was just disgusting and then another time i've seen like frogs and this is the worst i've seen a rabbit in the pool like wow and i don't even think these animals ever come during the day because obviously we keep our pool relatively clean like we clean it really often obviously not when it's closed but when it's open in the summer we have like a vacuum for it we keep it clean so i think that animals and like insects like are always in there because I think what they're trying to do is like at night they try to like drink the water and then I like this is my theory I think that they just like try to drink the water at night and then they just sadly fall and drown that's what I think I don't know if that's true but I feel like that's the only explanation since we keep our pool really clean hopefully this doesn't discourage you to get a pool because you totally should it's totally worth it this episode i think this may be like the first episode where i've talked about robert california so he started in season eight as like a permanent character for the season and basically you know that michael live or michael leaves at the end of season seven so like in the last few episodes i think like the last two episodes of um season seven jim gabe toby and kelly brought in like a bunch of people to interview to replace michael as like the new manager for the scranton branch Um, which like I said, like pretty self-explanatory. It was Michael's old job. Um, so they were so impressed with Robert. So Robert was one of the people that they interviewed and they were so impressed with him that he became the new manager for the Scranton branch. Um, but on his first day, he literally came in, took one look around and turned back. He then somehow convinced Joe Bennett, who was the like CEO during that time, who was living all the way in Florida. He went down to Florida, convinced Joe Bennett, the current CEO of Dunder Mifflin out of her own job. Robert California literally convinced the CEO out of her job. I don't know how one person can even do that, but basically that's what he did. So then Robert became CEO and as CEO, he made Andy the new Scranton branch manager. So in season eight, Robert California is the CEO of Dunder Mifflin and Andy is the manager for the Scranton branch. And that's how Robert got introduced to the show. 
So fun fact, the actor who played Robert California, James Spader, was only meant to be in just like two scenes of season seven and nothing more than that. But I think he was eventually made as a more permanent character in all of season eight. And then after that, he wasn't on the show past season eight. And apparently since the beginning, they didn't really have plans to like have Spader on the show past season eight anyways. Um, and according to NikkiSwift.com, Spader never really fit in with the rest of the cast. Uh, the people of the show said that his character as California apparently gave off like a low energy and apparently he was unfunny. And according to Creed Bratton, who played, well, Creed Bratton in the show, like his name stayed the same. Um, he agreed with like the rest of the cast. He said that, in quote, he, referring to Spader, didn't feel comfortable. That wasn't because he's not a great actor, because he is a great actor. But not everyone can play what Steve Carell can do. So that's exactly what he said, quote-unquote. And I do kind of agree. I mean, Steve Carell was such an iconic like, actor, and he played Michael Scott so well. No one else, I feel like, can really play him as well, even if you're like the funniest person on the planet. Steve Carell just like portrayed him so well. And he's so loved by many, and I feel like no one can really do what he can. So that is all that I have for this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed listening and I'll see you next time.